Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. you have your Bibles, go ahead and take them and open them. As much as we've been here, it probably falls open to Matthew chapter 5 and uh, Matthew chapter 6. I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 5 and 6. We've been in these passages for so long. And today we're going to continue our reading in verse 16. Go ahead and turn there. I've been so enjoying This series that we started way back in the fall, we took a little break during the Advent and Christmas season, and have come back to it during Epiphany, where we're really leaning in to being Jesus' disciples. That means that He is our teacher, and we ought to know what He taught. And the Sermon on the Mount is His greatest teachings. And the good news is, is that Jesus believes if we are called as His disciples, He calls anyone who would believe we can really live out and embody this teaching in our world. And in these last three or four sermons, we have been seeing Jesus teaching us on three important things that He expects will be a part of our everyday life. And that is to give to the poor, to pray, and today we'll look at fasting. I have been enjoying this way more than I thought I would. Uh, to, to read about how these interconnect to shape the life of a disciple. I don't know how many of you were able to join us this week. Uh, all this week at 7 o'clock this past week, we met together online, and we went through a guided prayer to show how the Lord's Prayer causes a shift in us. We took a mini-retreat of sorts. If you weren't able to be a part of that, we want you to know it's on our Facebook and YouTube pages. And you could start tomorrow with day one, and you could just follow that on through if you would like to participate. Maybe you want to gather a few friends and go into Facebook rooms with that and uh, and have your own prayer retreat this week. You can do that. But it's been so fun to see and to dig and dive deeper into the Lord's Prayer. Today, we move into his teaching on fasting. And I think it's amazing how these all connect together. And I hope that you'll see that by the end of the service today. But let's stand, if you are able, in reverence to the reading of the Gospel of Matthew. This is Jesus speaking. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. May God add His blessing to the reading of His Word. This is the Word of God for the people of God. And our response is, thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, when I saw we're talking about fasting, most people don't leap for joy when talking about fasting. 
It's just one of those things. Uh, we think of it as a diet, and I hope that by the end of this, this service today, you'll realize it is not about dieting. There is something here, but it is hard to think about depriving ourselves of something and wondering why that should be a part of our weekly or monthly or a part of our spiritual development. Why is this a part of that? And so I want to show you a few ways that this connects with what Jesus has already talked to us about in giving and in praying. And now he connects with fasting. The first thing that we see is that Jesus knows that fasting is expected of a disciple, of, of his disciples. If fasting is something that is expected. Look there at the very, at very first at verse 16. It doesn't say if you fast. It says when you fast. This was an important uh, part of, this was an important part of Jewish life. In fact, they did this weekly. There were daily, uh, weekly days that you would fast. Mondays and Thursdays were typically fast days. It's interesting because those were also considered market days. Those were the days when everybody went to the market. So evidently they had not yet heard that you don't go shopping when you're hungry. Uh, but uh, I'm sure that the uh, market owners really loved that that was the case. Maybe that's why they made that the market days. But Jesus says it is to be expected. It is when you fast, not if you fast. This should be a regular part of our spiritual development. Our spiritual lives need to include not just giving and not just praying, but fasting is expected. Second, just like with prayer and with giving, Jesus said that fasting is to be secret. It is also one of those things that we don't announce and do uh, for spectacle. And it is that thing, that, that spectacle that Jesus is calling out right now. But he is saying, this is to be secret. Remember how we talked about this with prayer and with giving. That secret, in secret, we are entering into God's space. As Jesus says, even about fasting, your Father who is hidden, who is secret, and sees what is done in secret. What Jesus is inviting us to do is when we fast, and when we pray, and when we give, we are entering into God's space so that God can shape us. It's a place where then our ego defenses begin to drop. And Jesus says this is so important that this remains secret. Even though you must go out into your daily public life, you can now go in secret by looking like you are just going and living your life. He says put oil on your head. We don't do that much anymore, especially those of us with oily skin. He's just saying make yourself presentable. Look like you would normally look if you were going to market. But you are entering into God's space with this idea of letting go of some things in order for God to change and shift some things and to grow some things in your spiritual life. Jesus, in, in reminding and calling out those who make it into a parade of their piety, says never, never, never underestimate the ego's ability to take something that was meant to be secret and something that was meant to grow you and turn it into a popularity contest. I read some scholars who said that, that 
there were actually folks who would take ashes out of the fireplace and put them on their face before they went to market. They would pull out the tattered garments and go into the market with their face looking ashen and drawn so that they could be shown to be so holy and so righteous as they shopped while depriving themselves of food so that they could allegedly grow with God. Jesus says no. Fasting is not just expected, but it is to be done in secret. It is between you and God. You are entering into God's space. And so go there, just you, just God, and let God work upon you. Finally, and maybe most perplexing, and this is where we're going to spend the rest of our time, is that Jesus seems to say that fasting is rewarded. Fasting is rewarded. Now this seems so strange, and it has often led to this idea that if I fast for something I want, then God has to give it to me, because, man, I fasted. I, I gave up pizza for a day, or I, I gave up a meal or two, so I really want that new car, so God's got to do it. No, that's called a genie. God is not a genie. We don't get to do something in order to manipulate God into doing something for us. But Jesus does say that our Father who sees what we do in secret will reward us. So what is the reward for fasting? What are the things that show reward in fasting? Well, the first thing that we see that is a reward in fasting is that we are called to... It, it, fasting leads us to re-engage with God. It's where we take intentional moments, intentional times, and we want to purposefully re-engage with God. We're going into that secret place. We're going there and we're leaving everything behind, including food. We're moving into that space to let go of everything that would distract us from re-engaging with our Father who loves us. The reward of fasting of spending intentional time without anything but God is a reward. To re-engage with God. If we have let anything slip, or if, if just the weekly things have piled up, to take a day or a meal or a time of your week to fast leads us to re-engage with the One who sustains us and loves us more than food ever First, fasting leads us to re-engage. Second, fasting invites us to rejoin humanity. I I know that sounds so strange, but it really does. Fasting invites us to rejoin humanity. What do I mean by that? It means that we begin to realize in the hunger pangs that we have during that going without food period, allows us to remember that there are many people, many human beings struggling with hunger in the world. I know any time that I have fasted for small periods of time or large periods of time, something, some point in that time of fasting, it comes to my mind of how privileged I am that I can choose to do this when there are so many other human beings, so many of my brothers and sisters on planet Earth where that is not an option. 
it is placed upon them. And it should cause us fasting. Part of the reward, not as just that we uh, re-engage with God, but we rejoin the human struggle. And it reminds us that our brothers and sisters around the world are hungry. And we are called to join in solidarity with them and to pray and ask our Father who is in secret to provide their daily bread. Ah, see how this winds into our prayer. We are called to rejoin humanity. And in our time of prayer and fasting, to remember not just their physical needs, but also their spiritual needs. That human beings are lost and hungry without the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ who came that they may have life and life to the full. So one of the rewards of fasting is to rejoin humanity. Lastly, one of the rewards of of fasting is that it reveals our resistance. It reveals our resistance. Never, I'll never, ever cease to be amazed at how you can feel so holy, how I could feel so holy, and then go without a meal or two and feel so cranky. Be so hangry. You know what I'm talking about. I resisted the urge to play one of those Snickers commercials right here. But fasting reveals our resistance. And yet resistance is the only way we really grow. I mean, if I had a a weight here in this arm of 10 pounds and nothing in this hand, and I do this, which arm is going to grow a bigger bicep? The one with the resistance, with the weight. I don't know why God designed the world this way. But we, you and I, grow through resistance. And one of the rewards of fasting is that it reveals our resistance to growth. The places where we need to grow stronger, to lift that weight. And this is a beautiful thing because this begins to work in tandem with the Lord's Prayer. Remember last week we were talking about how that prayer causes a shift in our focus from singular to plural. It causes a shift in our allegiances from the many things that distract us to the One, back to the One who loves us and gave Himself for us. It shifts our concerns from just me and mine to others in the rest of the world. And it shifts our training on forgiveness. Where the Lord's Prayer is that daily shift of those things. Fasting puts a spotlight in revealing the resistance, those areas that we most need the Lord's Prayer to shift us. And so it begins to work in tandem how we can, oh my, while I was in fasting, I realized that my focus is really on me and it needs to be shifted to the plural. I realized and recognized as I was hungry that I was only concerned about the rumbling of my stomach and not the rejoining of humanity with the the rumbling of the millions and billions of people who are starving and have no food. 
It was revealed to me in fasting that I hold some unforgiveness. And so then we pray the prayer with more urgency and more intention to say, oh God, use this prayer to come and shift my focus and my allegiances and my concerns and my training back to the teaching of Jesus. Do you see how this works together? I'm wondering, are there some of you who are right now wondering, I wonder what fasting is like. I I think this fasting is probably the one discipline of the church that we are called to that actually is probably less done than even giving is fasting. And yet I'm wondering, with this understanding that there is a reward in re-engaging God, a reward in rejoining humanity, a reward in letting fasting reveal our resistances that is causing maybe you to wonder, could I be a part of that? God, are you calling me to fast, to give up? Something to re-engage with you. To rejoin the human race. To let you reveal resistance in me. Because the truth is, if we enter into those times, if we allow fasting to become a part of what God uses to grow us, it will lead to a reboot. Fasting can lead to a reboot. It's interesting that I was glancing at a few medical studies from uh, University of Southern California that actually said three to four days of fasting begins to reboot your own immune system. I thought that was fascinating. It produces new um, new white blood cells. It just begins that whole process. And it can really recharge and reboot your immune system. I just believe that that can happen spiritually as well. That when we move into that expected time of fasting in secret, and with the reward of re-engaging with God, rejoining humanity, letting it reveal our resistances, it will reboot our spiritual growth and immune system. You'll come out of that time. And maybe the criticisms will just seem to fall away like a virus in a body that's been attacked by a white blood cell. You'll begin to see that God is calling you into deeper and deeper purposes. I just wonder what would take place in a church like Cross Community Church if we decided to enter into some intentional fasting. What a reboot of Cross Community Church would look like from the inside out. Well, isn't it amazing and providential that we're talking about fasting just a few weeks before we move into Lent. Which is a time where the church traditionally fasts and lets go of some things. In order to re-engage with God, in order to rejoin humanity, in order to let our resistances be revealed. 
And we're going to be talking about those resistances during Lent. We're going to have an entire series about the seven deadly sins. It's a time in the church calendar where we focus on sin that is in our lives and what God calls us to do about it. And that means we probably need to fast. Probably means we need to enter into some intentional prayer. And it's a time where we can give. We can show that rejoining of humanity with our giving to those who are in need. So I'm going to encourage you. I want you to think about what it would be like during the season of Lent. Maybe you want to start a few weeks before, but to think about how I could fast one meal per week. could be any meal that you enjoy, but to give that up for the desired intention of re-engaging with God, of rejoining humanity, and allowing God in that time of fasting to reveal your resistance and then begin to pray the Lord's Prayer into it. I think this would just begin an incredible reboot for Cross Community Church as we move back into the building with some restrictions, as we do all those things. Wouldn't it be nice to reboot and to recharge and to be ready for what God is going to call you and I to? I hope that you will join with us as we do this. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Let's pray. Oh, Father, you are in the hidden place. And your desire is that we would intentionally move into your space. Whether that's in a time of prayer or we are hidden away from everyone else or whether that is in a time of fasting where we're actually out in the world but there is something special going on in secret in your space between you and us as we fast. God, I believe that this is providential We're speaking about this right before we move into a time of fasting. Right before we move into a time where we feel comfortable gathering together again. So I pray that right now your spirit would move in the homes and the lives of those who are watching. And invite them to just try this. To give up one meal per week pray, or maybe just as they work to realize that there is something going on between you and them. Father, I pray that you would reward them, reward them with knowing they have re-engaged with Reward them by giving them eyes to see there we are called to rejoin our brothers and sisters and to look towards their hunger, both spiritually and physically. The whole person. And reward them by revealing their resistances to growth. And 
may they pray your prayer. And may your prayer be effective in shifting their focus and allegiance and concerns and training, O God. And we pray that it would lead to a dramatic reboot and revival within the church, within Cross Community Church, that would spill out into our community of Portage and Kalamazoo, that would catch fire in other congregations and churches, that would spread out to the uttermost parts of the world. What an amazing thing it would be to look back and say that this radical thing began because a few folks decided to fast, to pray, to take seriously your teachings, Lord Jesus. Call us and convict us. And lead us into the hidden space with God. For we pray and ask all these things through Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. And everybody everywhere who is watching said, Amen. Thank you, friends, for being here with us today. We're so glad that you joined us and you took the time to meet with us. Would you receive this blessing? The fancy word for it is benediction. But I pray that you would receive this with hope and joy. And now, may you sense the call of your loving Heavenly Father to enter in to where He is through fasting and praying And I pray that you will receive the reward of knowing that you have re-engaged with the One who loves you. That you have rejoined your human brothers and sisters around the world and are called to seek for their well-being. I pray that you will have your resistances lovingly revealed. That you can enter into this beautiful time of God rebooting your spiritual life and growth. I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Be safe. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. And have a great week. Have a great, great day. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.